This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Today's show is sponsored by Hubble. Get quality daily contact lenses for half the price of the other guys. Go to HubbleContact.com and get your first two weeks of lenses for free. That's 15 pairs of lenses for free. Go to H-U-B-B-L-E Contacts.com to get your first two weeks of free contacts right now. Today's show is also sponsored by Zip Recruiter. Are you hiring? Do you know where to find the perfect candidate? Well, Zip Recruiter finds candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Right now, listeners can post jobs for free by going to ziprecruiter.com slash first. That's ziprecruiter.com slash first. And finally, today's show is also sponsored by Pro Flowers. Get fresh flowers at a reasonable price delivered right to your door or send them as a gift. Right now, get $10 off your purchase of $29 or more at proflowers.com and use the promo code BADCHRISTIAN at checkout. That's proflowers.com and use the promo code BADCHRISTIAN for $10 off your $29 order today. You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. Three, two, one. Joey, kick, kick a nice beat for me. I got something I want to share with you. When the world grows dark, when you can't stop falling into trials and trouble, and you keep on calling for a Savior to help you climb back on your feet. My name's Toby Morrell, Joey Svensson, Matthew Carter, and this is the Bad Christian Podcast. Okie dokie. What'd y'all think about that? Was that encouraging? I couldn't uh, hear you because I was beatboxing. I could oh, hear Oh, I'm it. sorry. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was, I wrote that one minute ago, and that's just a sample of the, the Christian hit song that I'm writing. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait. So, so since the last episode, you said you were going to, I forgot, you're going to write a, uh, a worship song yeah. for next Tuesday that you think can yes. compete with anyone out there. Yes, it okay. will. So, so that's what you've been working yeah. on, or is that what you came up with just no, as we were I did that. It? I did that 10 seconds before the podcast. <laughs> and, and so let me, let me read it to you. Let me show you my framework, too. And this is how I, you kind of have to do like three things here. So, like I always say, you have to have an element, like, you know, fire, wind, earth, or water, right? Or you know, maybe nitrogen. Uh, I hear that in worship songs a lot. Uh, Yep, you got to have that. And then you got to have like a positive action and a negative action. So you have to like falling and climbing, you know, the, 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 you know, and then you need to like a strength, like knowledge or uh, honorable or worthy. An you know attribute. What I mean? like a strength. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a strength. So I wrote that. I said, when the world grows dark, when you uh, when the world grows dark and you can't stop falling, there's my action, into trials and trouble, and you keep on calling. You're calling out, Lord, like a positive. When you call out for help, help is on the way for a Savior to help you climb back <laughs> on your feet so you can walk through the fire. I, I wrote that in 10 seconds. <laughs> I, I, guarantee, I guarantee you, you wait. Somebody's going to rip that off. If you get you don't good think chords the, the CCM artist listens. So what? So what? The you're CCM saying is, artist listens to us all the time. All, all those, every single one of them. We know for a fact they're all backstage at their big giant concerts listening to Bad Christian trying to get ideas. <laughs> now they're gonna steal it. You wait. You'll hear those lyrics in a song very soon. I'm not so even gonna use those for what, my song. What you're saying is there's a formula. 
No. Of course there's a formula. <laughs> no, it's not a formula. There's things you can take from it. But what's funny about it is any art really, like no real art that's good has a formula, period. There's a formula applied to it later once the thing that is emergent and works becomes, like you could watch enough Beethoven and Mozart and stuff. Nobody knew what they were doing. That wasn't a formula. They're doing it. And now we can look back on it and say, oh, that's this, 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 and this. You could do the same thing for the Beatles. You could say... Oh, the Beatles use chords like these and harmonies like these and setups like these and tension and release like this. You can look back on it now and copy them unlimited and do just about as good a job as they were doing. But it wouldn't have bro- it was at the time they had created it and invented it and it was an emerging thing that was hitting the right people at the right time. So when you get these really that's what's so funny about CCM or these really derivative or cheap stuff or like you know when you're in the gap or in the mall in these department stores and you hear music that sounds like normal pop music but you know it's not real. Yeah, <laughs> like you can feel that it's synthetic, like it's not like it sounds like a pop song you've heard, but it's not a pop song you've heard. It's a manufactured thing to play in Claire's or Gap at the mall, and that's what CCM is like. If there can be a formula, you know it's no longer art, is what I'm saying. It's no longer current, yeah. relevant, or anything if it can be formulatized. And so that's what to- that's what we're going to test here. Is Toby thinks yeah. if he does go with the formula and does give people what they what they want, will it actually work? Now, now I'm a. I know a little thing, a one, a two, a thing or two about music. So I'm gonna disagree with Matt. I think there always is a formula. I think people know the reason why when you go to Claire's boutique in the mall and hear that music is because it's cheaper. The the Claire's knows uh-huh. it's just as good as the expensive stuff. So why would you do that? We'll play a song that sounds like it and everybody's totally fine. So I think, <laughs> I, I think with after but that's the not first, art though. That's just I think function. After, no, no, that's what I'm saying. So, but that's what I'm saying. I don't think Christian music for the most part is art. Yeah, There's that's, what, that's where there, we agree. Yeah. But that that goes across the board. Or two is rap music that yeah. goes with pop music that goes with country music. Oh, yeah, there is a formula form, yeah. that, that emerges very quickly to, oh, wait a minute, if I sing about trucks and beer, ooh, right. people like it. So right. I'll, I'll copy that. And then you write 100 songs about beer and trucks, there's five or 10 of them people will like, sure. and then you're, you're okay. So I think that's what happens with Christian music. But so, it's for people I, to I, consume I, it that aren't necessarily into the, the art form right. itself. It's no, just yeah. can, let, me, let me say something, let me Nobody's say something gonna, for the record Hold on one real second, Joey. Nobody's going to think my song is unbelievable and the best song I've ever written. No. That's not my point. It'll I, just it's work. not going to be a good song. It'll just work. But it's going, it's going to be worthy of Christian radio play. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I agree with All you. All right, listen, <laughs> I, I want to say something for the record. I disagree with what Toby just said. I you know I, nothing about music. You only right, listen, listen to rap and you are a nerd. <laughs> listen. I don't want to I don't want to cut in line with with your wife and and say what I'm about to say but I'll go ahead and do it. I think musically I am the biggest believer in Toby and I think this song is going to not only be unbelievable <laughs> but also It's not, Joey. I'm all, telling it, you. It will listen. It will. We will all have this feeling of I can't believe he used a formula and it would yeah, work in yeah, CCM so. and it's amazing. Yeah. I don't that's, I think that's my theory. You might be giving me a little too much credit. But it, okay, but that's no different than like in a horror movie that's stupid and you know they're going to make this certain sound copy and paste it from another horror movie and flash on the screen and play that music and it's going to make you jump. It will make you jump. Right. But you know what it is. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's just a just I mean a, ser- no. seriously, when when you guys hear do 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 do, 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 do. Is there anything in you that like brings back not only memories, but it's almost like this is catchy? Well, that's no matter what. They, Semi-Charm they, Kind of Life by Third Eye Blind is one of the best songs made. And the time it came in, I was listening to it the other day, and I couldn't believe how much louder and obnoxious and more aggressive and the recording was than the other things at the time. So to me, that song yeah. was actually groundbreaking. I know it was 
there was a, che- a cheesy pop element to it, but it was a really aggressive track that really broke boundaries. I was listening to 90s yeah. radio, and I was hearing all these sloppy kind of whatever stuff, and it's really, Third Eye Blind is almost one of the first bands to take something and make it really aggressive and modern. Like, that's almost the new threshold for all these really good, the next era of really good, loud, aggressive recordings was almost happened at that time. So I'm going to give them credit for not formula there. They did not sound like the other 90s huh. bands at the time. So whatever in that. But I'm looking forward to hearing wise. Toby's song. Production-wise, was, was yeah. it? Was an, it's an attitude. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. an attitude that's real and pure. That's yeah. not ever something that really comes from a formula, even though yeah. so, some stuff can Also, just so you guys know, uh, it, it, I'm doing a Kickstarter to make this CCM songer. <laughs> 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 Crowdfund away, my friend. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's no so- matter what, everybody crowdfunds for anything, right? You, you want, you know, your car broke down, you get married. I'm gonna, I'm crowdfunding to make a Christian hit song. I'm joking. I'm not gonna do well, that. Well, with the Emory crowdfund that- doing so well, well, you should just do them all the time. I know. Right? So, like, I, know, I couldn't right. believe that when we, uh, you know, hit the goal in in a day, fifty thousand dollars or something like that. Like, because we Good were on Lord. tour, generating money with ticket sales. Uh, we had podcasts running, and things are just going really good. Even financially, things are actually working for us. We've been through a tight time uh, in the last few months, and now it's fi- we're finally there. We were s- surviving on savings for Emory. We had that false start on that one tour and everything else. And so it's, it was just crazy to sit back and think that with everything going, just to drop a crowdfund like that is able to generate $50,000 of economic you know, activity connected to us. Just the fact that that can exist— it, is and real. Just and it's, that's not charity like a GoFundMe. It's just people buying stuff in a, a new form of how they want to pay for it and interact with it. And it's just, it's blew me away. I, I think it's crazy. Well, if anybody yeah, wants to say anything about this song or, you know, just talk some hype between now and next week, we, ha- we have a hashtag. It's Toby Wright's CCM hit. Okay. So, hashtag right. Toby Wright's CCM ha- ha- hashtag hit. Hashtag that in. Now, one thing I wanted to say, too, Matt, when you were talking about crowdfunds, and I know that we've talked about this, and I'm a hothead, right? So I, 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 my problem is I can't I, – I do really well with staying away from trolls and mm-hmm. Internet trolls and people just trying to antagonize you, but it does hurt me a little bit that some people would think – that like a crowdfund for an Emory record, we would try to do, we would try to be like a cash grab or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. like when, uh, like right now, we're well over our uh, number. We we asked for fifty thousand dollars and it's going up and up and up. Last time we asked for fifty thousand dollars, we got a hundred and like fourteen or fifteen thousand. Yep. We, we hope we get past that again. I'm not gonna lie to you. It, it, the more money, the better for this record and everything and for us. But we aren't we aren't getting rich from this. I don't care. Are if you it, getting? Are you finding comments saying that? Well, no. Uh, here's what I would say. Majority of people know who we are and know that we're trying to make a killer record and what goes into it. But there are some assholes out there <laughs> that just they will say stuff like, oh, you don't need $50,000 to make a record. Right. And, I, and I don't want to give them credit, but it bothers me because I don't want anybody thinking like we're just making tons of money. And, oh, man, we made $50,000. So now we got if we like if we get to $150,000, like somehow I'm going to be rich now. And I just took your money. No, I mean. The, the, I don't think people understand, and Matt, I think you would be the person to explain this better because I'll butcher it. But you, because you, you do a really good job of explaining the details, and I'm more just emotional and, and tell people mm-hmm. to go screw themselves. But sure. I, I think what people don't understand is like fulfillment, 
uh, promotion, how, how what you know what it takes these days to get five men all over the country to record together, what it takes time to write the songs, production, who we're working with, what we're doing, uh, fulfillment of yep. the packages alone, just postage. I think you were saying is right. just insane. So I want main thing I want people to know is this isn't some cash grab where I'm going to get rich. Yeah, I'll and give you some because, numbers if that helps. Yeah, give give the numbers to people so people understand a little um, bit. And I mean, I'm just speaking off the top of my head. Actually, Reva, do you have an estimate on any of the uh, and, the fulfillment? And while you're doing that, I want to thank Remember, everybody that's giving. That more and more people are giving it. daily. Yeah. So many people are just giving to this and, 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 and supporting it. Not even giving. Like, you are supporting this record being made. You're supporting our band. Yeah. Majority of people know that. But but I do want to – I want everybody to understand the numbers and how things work out so you know we're not like punks. And we're, we're You know, that, that that our whole thing is real transparency, so I'm, I'm okay with people knowing – you know how money plays out, and even in this situation, I'd love well, it if the pastors in the world do. Here, here's what I don't understand, though: is someone's going to complain, and and I certainly understand where you're coming from, Toby. But someone's going to complain. Just don't give money to it, and if it really pisses you off, I know we're just don't asking. To it. <laughs> we just put well, it out there. Yeah. We're not even asking to say, hey, if if you want to check this out, check it out. If not, no big deal. Our podcast. Right. If you don't I mean, want to be in the BC the whole, Club, no big deal. Yeah, I'll it's, give you it's some, not like a government that's taking tax money away. It's saying, hey, here's something you may want to give to. Volunteer. Period. Yeah. Um, I'll so give you some stupid. numbers on it, but first, Toby, right. if you want to you want to give some love to one of our sponsors here, and I'll give you some oh, numbers. Oh, sure. And keep moving. Oh, I would love to. I'd love to. Okay. A lot of folks don't know this. Well, maybe they do. Y'all know I wear glasses and contacts. I know you guys do. Some of you out there that are listening right now maybe don't know, but I've worn glasses and contacts since middle school. No, I needed them in elementary school. So uh, I we have a new sponsor called Hubble, and this is so cool because I'm basic. I think I'm only like... Uh, 1.5 away, negative 1.5 away from being legally blind. That's how I, my, my, I think negative 10 is legally blind and I'm like negative eight. And so I'm really out there. So I have to have like, if I don't have my contacts in, I'm always worried that uh, somebody's going to break in and I won't even be able to see them, you know, break into our house in the middle of the night. Cause I don't, I can't get to my glasses or don't have my contacts in. So that is what's so neat about Hubble. These are just awesome contacts, and you don't have to overpay for them. That is one of the biggest frustrations. Like, uh oh, I'm getting low on contacts, and now I got to get my, you know, all these different things you have to do with your contacts and figuring that out. And I'm basically, I was tired of overpaying for uncomfortable contacts, uh, uncomfortable contact lenses. And uh, I am notorious, and so is Devin Shelton, for overwearing my contacts. It just get you know, just go, oh, I don't want to deal with the hassle. I'm low on contacts. All, you know, there's so many things that go into just cleaning your contacts, figuring it out, uh, all these different costs with all that, and that is why Hubble is so awesome. Because what if I told you that you can get a fresh pair of lenses every single day? Fresh pair of lenses every single day for less. 60 contacts for $30. Do the math. That's $1 a day. This is half the price of other brands. Go to HubbleContacts.com, and you'll get two your first two weeks for free. They're quality daily lenses, lenses for half the price of the other guys. The contacts are usually expensive because four companies control 97% of the market. Damn. Damn. Until now, Hubble sells directly to you so they can offer contacts for half the price. They can send you an optometrist if you don't have a prescription today. They can send you to one today. Uh, getting contacts has never been more convenient and affordable. No more overpaying. No more overwearing. Featured in Vogue, GQ, TechCrunch, Mashable. These guys are legit. So here's what I, I want you guys to hear from us. Right now, you can go to Hubble.com, HubbleContacts.com. That's H-U-B-B-E. 
lecontacts.com and you get 15 pairs of lenses for free. You get your first two weeks of lenses for free. You really can't beat this deal. Mm-hmm. Hubble is offering our listeners two weeks of free contacts. So go to Hubble, H-U-B-B-L-E, contacts.com, and get 2020 vision for half the price. Right on. Thank you, Toby. No um, problem. So, yeah, this is the thing about whenever we make a map of what we want to talk about for the show. I've got a ton of stuff on this topic now that I'd like to discuss. So let's just oh, yeah! let's bump our other ideas it. back nice. just a little bit. Um, nice. So I want to try to explain a couple of things about how the money works or give some real numbers but now here's the first thing about crowdfunding in general is it's a move in the uh, direction of transparency that's the whole point of it is the fact that and that's what's really exciting about it is just by saying how much money we're getting and showing it and demonstrating it it actually adds value there's research done there and to show that we've met our goal increases the likelihood that we're going to get more not less so you would think, right. oh, they need 20 grand, they get it, nobody else is going to give. Well, it's not giving. That's why. It's creating something and allowing people to participate, and the things that people want the most will emerge and be supported the most. That's how this podcast works and all these other podcasts. And I tell people all the time, it's not competitive. It's not taken away from anybody else. And I mean it when I say, go pay for another podcast. Not this one. Go do that one. And then then come back and do this one maybe. Then if you want to listen to Emory on Spotify when it comes out, good, no problem. If you want to be part of it the whole time, great. Yeah. You can you can join us right now if you want to. And the more people that do, the more people that will. So it's real nice to be able to do that publicly. There, however, still seems to be like people don't trust something about the numbers, like oh, are we going to put it in our pocket or this, that, whatever. Um, but even still, aren't I mean, part of the goal is to put money in my pocket. I mean, that is definitely my goal, but it doesn't work. It doesn't really doesn't work out that way. The bigger the crowdfund gets, the more the expenses associated with it balloon anyway. Right. So, for instance, last last time we raised one hundred fifteen thousand dollars, and for sure, the number that we put in each band member's pocket was four thousand dollars. So. Each member of Emory to go through a whole record cycle of making the record got four thousand dollars for from that, which you would call it an advance or whatever it is, and stuff like that. And then the other big principle is, and I was making fun of this with John Mark McMillan on the last episode. Once the once the pre-order's over and the record comes out, that's it. There's a, there's no more revenue for us. I mean, we get. We, I mean, there's Spotify streams, and that's we get hundreds of dollars a month as a band. Um, Maybe over a thousand for when it's when we have something new out a month from Spotify streams, and that's good. Everybody gets a little bit of money in their pocket, dozens of dollars or or hundred a couple hundred bucks or something. But uh, that's nothing. So by the time the record comes out, there's no more revenue to get. We can go out and tour. Right. We can do other things. But that's it. And we're going to spend almost all the money we get to fulfill, to create. To we have to we have to order all the vinyl. And last time I think we ordered five thousand or six thousand units of vinyl. That's a really expensive order. It's like twenty thousand dollars to order the vinyl to have it to sit in the warehouse which we still have from the last record and we send some to retail and maybe we collect that money I mean, it does you know those those expenses are 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 pretty firm in that way there's a you had to pay for the manufacturing and all the artwork and all the extra stuff do you have a number reva of how much we est- estimated what fulfillment will cost um right now it's looking like thirty five thousand okay so thirty five thousand dollars to fulfill so just fulfill the packages. <laughs> that's shipping and manufacturing and uh, the stuff associated with just the physicality of it. So that's not money right. that goes into pockets and recording. That's money that goes into physical processes and shipping to Australia. We've already collected. It costs $20 to ship something to Australia. That's already in that money. So we'll have a 
hundreds of people in Australia we got to send vinyl to. That's that's yeah. you know that'll be thirty five thousand dollars worth of uh, of those kinds of things. So whatever. So of course we'd love to get two or three four hundred thousand dollars. Be fine. We wouldn't be rich either. We would just do no. stuff with that money. I would love it and move yeah, forward. We and we put more in our pocket. It would be great. Well, and here, I, I, you know. here's another thing that I think we could overlook is when people support you guys that are completely Freeze there, independent. Uh oh. Hmm, what do you think he was going to say? I think he was going to say, try and do something can't hear me? back to the Lord. <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> can y'all not hear me right He's now? He's frozen and he doesn't know. He might be still talking. That's the yeah, thing, man. He gets that mic in front of him. He might, he might be wide open. But I, I, the main thing is, I, I do want people to hear. Like, I, I feel like I'm complaining and I don't want to do that. It's been awesome. We're already at over $70,000. So people love this, uh, are excited about, love this band, love us. And. What's really neat is our last record that we totally did this with. Um, it, it sold well. Like, you know, we, we did good first week, and we're excited what all these numbers are going to look like. And part of this is you're buying into the idea that we can make real art again. We're not just doing a, the formula of get on a label, and then they do this. And, you know, like we're actually out here doing it. And it's convincing other great bands, and I will say our band's great, but it's convincing other great bands to uh, – step out on their own mm -hmm. and, and control their music, control their art. It is a lot of work. Like we, we have people like Matt McDonald and Reva and tons of others who are doing a ton of stuff that we couldn't do on our own, but mm -hmm. we have like a real crew, a real team yeah. doing oh, all yes, this stuff. Sure. And we get to kind of experience. Joey, we, we lost you. You, were, you seemed like you were getting ready to say something maybe really important, like pastoral. I was just going to say something like, I mean, you guys are all about God's glory, too. So, <laughs> I knew it. No. <laughs> I knew it. No, what I was going to say is you think think about, you know, and I know you guys had a great relationship with Tooth & Nail, loved working with them and everything, true. but there were still some things that you guys had to stay within, some things y'all needed to heed, that music doesn't belong to you guys. So a true Emory fan, this is an investment for you guys to be able to stay off of a label like that to get pure Emory in its purest form. I mean, is that an accurate statement? Yeah, that, that's true. Yeah. I mean, but it's it's really a matter of just, it's the same way we're doing our shows. We're just cutting out all the middlemen, and no offense to middlemen in, in a, a way. I mean, you need people, but I mean, with a big label, there's a certain amount of overhead and structures, and they have people on their payroll, and they've got to pay them, and so that money has to get cut more ways. What we've done is work really hard with for instance, Reva and Matt McDonald are just on staff. They just get paid. It's just our staff. It's smaller. It's more efficient. Right. And but also consider that these these guys get thousands of dollars a month to work for us. That they got to get paid before we do too. So right. this is Reva's full time job. She sits at this thing. This is all she does. So you yeah. know, it's this is the way it is. But I'm very very happy with it. And overall, I think people. Yeah like it so yeah, i don't and, and bother I, me that, at that's all what i want to say too don't. I, I don't i don't want to complain too much I, I just i always feed the trolls i hate that i do that and that's what <laughs> people always say don't don't listen to them toby don't listen to them. it just makes me mad when somebody can sit behind their damn computer screen <laughs> and talk so much shit about how hard you're working yep you know what I mean? Like how hard you're doing? But they don't understand. Like, well, literally, just, like don't we, you just hear it as insecurity like, and jealousy? Like we're working hard and it's it's just working. Like this, like I, I'm not I'm not poor mouthing. We're doing well. This is gonna work. Right. Oh have, yeah, yeah. No, like, yeah, yeah. Reva, Devin, you, Joey, me, uh, uh, Bunda, uh, uh, Matt McDonald. These these things we've created have part time or full time income for right. all of us people, and it's gonna continue to grow. I mean, that's hey, going like, to well, So, I mean, I, 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 just want, I, I, I do want people to understand, though. Like, like for example, people always go, man, it would be so awesome just to be in a band and just play music and do what you want. Let me, let me give you a one-minute glimpse of this last tour. We did four dates, right? Matt, you know this is true. Joey, mm -hmm. I don't even know if you've heard this yet. 
Uh, so I had to be a dad. Uh, so we left uh, Thursday to go down to Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. The whole time, I had to be a dad that day, take my kids to school before we could leave. Did that, hopped on the bus, drove immediately to Atlanta. We did uh, the VIP show. Um, we did the show. As soon as that show's over, I had to be back before 7 a.m. to Nashville so I could watch my kids that day because Jess had to work. So I drove <laughs> through the night after the show in Atlanta and uh, went all drove all the way to Nashville, which is four and a half hours and after after we got done with the show it was like 12 one o'clock so uh i didn't get home till 5 a.m i slept two hours watched the kids uh did all that stuff then went to nashville then our good buddy aaron lunsford has a barbecue so after we the did show, the show we did a, in at, nashville yeah. We, did, yeah we did a whole other show again with vip and all that stuff went there and help support Aaron Lunsford. A lot of people came from the show. It was really fun. It's barbecue. If you're in Nashville, uh, go by Smoker's Abbey. That's where he's located. It's unbelievable. And then uh, woke up first thing in the morning, drove the, to the next show, then drove to St. Louis. At the, after St. Louis, Josh had to drive after the show, so we get back to Nashville for the return flights. I woke up first thing in the morning. Our bus, as people know, acid was shooting out of it, so I didn't get to come home to my family. I had to take the bus to the shop, then take a lift back, and uh, then finally try and have enough energy for my family. So all that to say, don't be careful what you wish for. <laughs> <laughs> this is real life out here, and we're working are, our asses are you guys, off and stuff like that. Are you guys insecure about what people think about being I'm all, in oh, No, not, Toby not is. Matt, that, you know. I am. Uh, I'm, devast- <laughs> I'm devastated by it. <laughs> no, I, I understand that most of that stuff is just, uh, well, let's talk about this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay a, a bill with a sponsor. And just get rich doing that real quick, and then then we'll we'll move us yeah. to the next topic. But it's related there. Um, oh, I'm sorry. You want to do this one, Joey? This one's yours. So I mean, it's it's just so neat that people are coming up with neat ideas like this. So we're you know a lot of you, especially entrepreneurs, you've been in a position where you need to post a job opening, and you obviously want the best candidates. Well, what you have to do is you have to go to all the top job sites. You just got to if you really want to get the word out. That's a lot of work considering there's 200 plus job sites. Wouldn't it be nice just to post a job opening and just make sure it goes to all of them? I mean, that sounds like heaven, right? Well, it's actually ziprecruiter.com. You can post your job to 200 plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, and you just do it with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry, so you can specify industry nationwide. Just post once, watch your qualified candidates roll on in uh, to ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. There's no juggling emails or calls to your office. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, hire the right person fast. I mean, gosh, yeah, this is just awesome. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by Fortune 100 companies and thousands of small and medium-sized businesses. And right now, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash first. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash first. One more time, because you need to go out and do this. ZipRecruiter.com slash first. Yeah. Okay. So as I was saying, the internet comments don't really bother me much most of the time. It really never have because I see them as two there's a there's a twofold thing that we're at why it's not as bad as they sound like they are. Number one is first of all, the people are typically jealous or insecure that would they would try to cause harm or or say right. something or get others to go against you. That's just a that's just a jealousy thing. And I don't I don't really make a lot of room for that in my life or try not to, to try to be aware of it. And but it's easy to see the insecure person projecting or something like that. Whatever. So that gets me out of most of it. And the other one is we were on the bus the other day and Chris 
was playing guitar with us and Matt McDonald were talking about lyrics to a killer song and saying how shitty they were. And they were analyzing this one lyric and how bad it was. And um, I said, uh, wait, y'all are Killers fans, right? They're like, yeah. I mean, they love that. It's a band they love. And they were talking about a, a really dumb lyric in that they did. Now, of course, that made total sense. Listen to it in context. But if you put that on the Killers Facebook page from one of them, let's just say they weren't lucky enough to be engaged in conversation on a tour bus with fun people and have a lot of friends. You're just in a basement somewhere and that's your social life is on the internet. Well, that's where you would say your comments about a bad lyric for an artist that you liked and it would come across right. when, when Toby, when Brandon Flowers runs across that comment, <laughs> he's going to be, he's going to say, fuck this person. What the hell are you, why would you do this? And there's some decorum of why would you put it on their Facebook page? But that is just kind of the way that's people talk. Point. I've said a million negative things in real life that, that would look horrible if they were an internet comment. But see, that's where sense. we differ. I never say anything negative and always try to keep it real positive. Right. When I'm talking yeah, about course. others, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but Joey, you were talking the other day still about the time when you uh, misused or it was taken out of character the way you were, or maybe you were just dumb in the way you used the the term girl when referring to Stephanie Drury. And we've talked yeah. about that a good bit before. You use that term casually, just girl, but it. It's, yeah, I, it's interpreted yeah. at least incorrectly, or maybe it's a bad idea for you to speak that way. I don't know. but it's, de it's, it's definitely a tricky one, though, because I thought if I were to say, hey, uh, check out this boy that we have on our podcast and refer to like science, my, I don't think I would use the term boy. It's almost like girl, though, seems a little more respectable for me <laughs> or something. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But here's, here's what really made me think is there's still gigantic corporations that aren't playing by those rules, the rules saying that I shouldn't say girl. iTunes, for instance, had a bunch of on-sale movies for $9.99, and the category was fight like a girl. So it was a bunch of, you know, action movies where the starring role was a girl. And I was thinking to myself, nobody's saying anything about that, but maybe it's because it's a play on words. But any, all, all this to say is my question to you guys is, do you think the word girl will ever become the F word to the gay community or the N word to the black community? Is it ever going to be like, oh, don't well, say that? Not, it, probably not that, but, the, but that brings up a really interesting point, which is very annoying to me is when the fact that there is this possibility of words being uh, removed and demonized and taboo tabooified I don't know what the word would be for that but stigmatized Taboo I mean it just doesn't it just doesn't make sense that we're at the if some bad people use something in a way it'll you know it's the notion that'll ruin it for us all so what words are possible to be thrown into the toilet or put on the unutterable list and my question to everybody is do we want more stigma and taboos is that right. or do we want more of words like the n word because here's how they happen some people nefariously or in a bad way will use a word or a term in a derogatory way then they start to it starts to get noticed now this uh that that frog that uh pepe frog is a good example of this y'all know what that is it's like nope. some yeah. alt right somebody just explained it to yeah. me yeah i didn't even understand i don't I know even, pepe I still don't totally okay get so it. pepe the frog was this cartoon character and then it's somehow the alt right has been using it in memes i don't know if it, i don't actually know what it, i'm I'm not speaking from any authority here, but they, it's kind of become an alt-right thing where they put memes on it and use it in a derogatory way, maybe about immigrants or something is my guess. And so now, anything to do with that frog, you got to stay away from because you'll be, you'll be 
because it's it's been commandeered by the alt right or some relatively small group of people. Yeah. So now that frog and its creator even had to renounce the frog itself. Somebody told me like I can't. Pl- that's it's and I just think that's so wrong. And yeah. here's here's what here's how that works. As soon as all the people in the middle, it's the same problem with politics here. As soon as the people in the middle get careful and don't stand up for stuff uh, and are, are afraid of getting labeled and then make the choice to have their image maintained, like, I don't want to use that frog because I don't, you know, it doesn't mean that much to me, so I'll just let it go. I'll just stop watching that frog or saying this word or using this phrase, even though I don't think it's bad or I'm not using it in a derogatory way. Well, as soon as the whole middle, 80% of people stop using it, that only leaves the bad people using it. Or the, a symbol, or a <laughs> phrase, or an idea. So then you really can't use it. So, That's but but but, but there's there's no incentive for somebody in the middle, some random person, to make sure he uses the word retard or you know what whatever it may be. Even if you don't think it's bad or you're not using it in the wrong way, and that's probably not a good example, but that frog or or to be able to use the word girl in your vocabulary loosely with females that you're comfortable with that you think it's okay to use it with publicly, if you don't fight for that and say, no, I am not doing anything wrong. I didn't mean this wrong. It shouldn't be taken wrong. There, yeah. But you only stand to gain scrutiny by, by hanging in there. And thus, now... All the bottom drops out, the middle all pulls out, and the only thing left is those fringe people that fly their Confederate flag or use that frog offensively or say this word to hurt other people. That's all that's left. And so now, now there you go. It's done. I see the So I we see need the bravery for the people in the middle to be able to say, I'm not racist. I do not hate disabled people. I am not using this in the wrong way, and I will continue to do it. But everybody will tell me, it's just better not to. You can just help people by being very careful. And I just don't don't agree with that. You have to fight for all the things. If you know you're using it right and you don't mean anything wrong and you've thought about it and you've analyzed it and you're not being defensive, you got to fight for the ideas and the terms and the words. You have to, or else the police, the PC police, 10% on one side, and the obnoxious police that try to harm people with words on the other side are controlling the other 80% of people who are right. fine adults that know point. how to think and talk. So when we all bail out because I don't want to be alt right, but I, I hate these PC police. Come on, you can't, we got to stop giving power to those groups by saying it's better to just stay out of now, it. See, everybody, I, I'm going to make like a that. different. I'm going to make a different category though, and and maybe my history isn't brushed up good enough, but it seems like there's some words that need to be avoided because when they were made, it was made in a derogatory way. And like I what? Think, like what? Like I use an think, example. I think the N word. Okay, but rappers use it nonstop, and it actually has become. In many ways, positive. It's helped produce income. It's done all like the black, the black. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Listen, hear me out. The black culture no, I, I, has, has taken that. The black culture has taken that word and made it actually a, a positive for their culture out of it. Where I'm not. It's not a positive word. That's not what I'm saying. Don't hear me wrong. But what I'm saying is an actual. Uh, you know, uh, like it, take it just in the uh, in music. Or whatever. Yeah. Just in, within rap music, it's become a word that's been used a ton and kind of taken away some of the power mm-hmm. of it. That's yeah. what I think. That's what I think is pretty neat. Like in rap music, it's taken the the power away from the n word that it just meant you, you know yeah. slave or a, uh, something exactly. terrible about the color of your skin. Like I, I think there's a real power there that rap music has that says no, we'll own this word. You don't get to own it. You don't get to say what we are. We, we'll take it and, and make this word that you used for us uh, a thing that's going to make us money or make uh, you know a, a po- maybe a positive change. But I will say this: this is really funny. This happened. Uh, uh, while we're on tour, Joey, Josh, our uh, our 
uh, screamer, dancer, <laughs> keyboardist in our band, he will, uh, instead of doing an outward scream, sometimes he'll do an inward scream. And I didn't understand. And Matt was saying, hey, Josh, uh, when you when you do the inward scream, uh, you do and I went oh as if that were a new man. lyric. The inward like, scream. I, I like, <laughs> no, I, no, I thought I was like, what in the hell? I, I my mind immediately went to racism, and I was like, Matt is saying that Josh is doing an inward scream. <laughs> oh, and not I went, the, oh my god! Okay, I, I said, I said Matt, don't say my. I said, don't say that. And he was like, no, the. Like I N W A R D. I thought it was over. Oh I, I just gosh. thought for sure that you were like. I was like, my friend Matt. I've known all this time. Would never say anything racist like that. Just said the most so, racist. You know what's thing so funny about heard. that is that I, in that context, that's even funnier because it'd be as if I were using the N word in a derogatory way, but still without with the intent of being derogatory toward black people, but still without actually uttering the word by just describing right. <laughs> the insult. <laughs> no, I, I thought about that too. When, when is it going to be when people start calling each other the N-word and they said, oh, I just meant nice. You know, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're, you're an N-word. Well, Get a good here, example of nice that would guy. be what if, the, like the, what if saying N-word you know, it's like a Became. substitute for saying the word, yeah. and then that becomes weaponized, and now you can't even. Right. Uh, it and will. then it becomes the unutterable. I, you know, I, the I thing believe, that I believe fully, you won't be able to, to say be... n word soon. Yeah, I think that'll happen. <laughs> but it, it, may, that, I, I, it's the same point I, I, with the moderates, and okay, the, the eighty thing. I'm making those numbers up, but ten percent on this side, ten percent on this side, controlling the eighty percent. That's all politics are. Everybody's a moderate. We're all moderates here. But we're controlled yeah. by the fear of which group are you more afraid of getting lumped in with or which group do you hate more, the 10% PC police or the 10% super obnoxious nationalists. Right. And now which right. one are you going to back down and go to because you're more afraid of the other one or, or being criticized or labeled as the other? That's the, and, right. and so the middle goes away. And it's just it's all cowardice. It's all image management. Well, and and also, I think it about. takes it takes away from the real problems. Like if if we get caught up in a word as opposed to actually helping people with equality. How about just like, being or, honest about you know you know Toby? You can't just red flag some word that he randomly used. You are a person with character, and that's it. That's it. That's what matters. Yeah. Not if you misuse or make a bad choice about a word or one you didn't know. Like Joe, he used the word girl without knowing that he shouldn't have. That doesn't change anything about his character, whether or not he uses that word. You cannot treat people like that. And Joey needs right. to be compensated. I use that word. I might not use it. I might should use it different, but I'm still me. I still think what I am. I'm not a misogynist. So fuck off. So you would I'm totally disagree listen with to someone that says, though, but no, 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 If you're even willing to use that word, there's something inside of you that is wrong. What word? You, you would reject that notion. What word? Girl. Oh no, no! I mean, it's fine. It's just that 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 word's changed in meaning a ton in the last decade, like five years, no, what, two what years. What I'm one saying year. is, so, is with yeah, your, you had to you had to keep up with it, but whatever. That doesn't change who you are as a person. Whether gotcha. you didn't know yet, whether you're that dumb, whether Joey Spence is that stupid that he didn't pick up yet that people are taking that in a derogatory way. If he did, he wouldn't say it. He's not trying to say it that way. He didn't mean it that way. But he well, is who he is, and you know right. who he is. So don't pretend like he's somebody he's not just because he misunderstand something or has a different uh, sociological view than you or it and caught up with you yet on how we're supposed yeah. to use the words. That's ridiculous. Right. That, that's what I really dislike about the PC police is not, it's not about education. It's about shutting you down and making you look terrible. Superiority. Like awful, racist, yeah. terrible person. Right. Whereas the real goal would be if the word girl is offensive, then take a little bit of time and educate Joey and help him to understand where yeah. you're coming from. That that I that I can get behind. If if there's a word that really offends you, 
and we want to talk about it and have some pushback. And there's real reasons. Like I, I would like somebody to, uh, Matt. I know you got in a debate a while back with using the word retard and and with some well, people. I, I, I don't even I know if re, I mean I will if I'll soften that up to say perhaps retarded. You know I can see how I mean retard is pretty much an insult. I get that, uh, and I'm okay. not su- supporting any. I, I can't think of a the, a really good way to use that other i mean i'm sure i have i'm i know i have right. but um to say something's retarded is I, I accept that that's okay with me um i'm not trying to make that argument i don't want to die on that hill and that's what people will say right. but I, I just it's not that much different than imbecile moron other things other than it's more recently become taboo all those things right. used to be descriptions of something and now we say that person's a dummy that person's an imbecile this is that idea is retarded i can handle that personally and i wouldn't say i'm not i don't mean it mean i wouldn't say it to the wrong person i have discretion and sensitivity but on the other hand i don't think we have to give that word as much power as other people think we do and like the nice safe thing right. is make sure that it gets deleted from everybody's memory and nobody could ever know that it existed i don't take that view i think that's dumb right well I what i was going to say too is that that that's not a word you would use for a mentally handicapped or or a, you know, a person that has some some struggles. You no, wouldn't use that not. word to, to to discuss them anyway. Of so so that's my point. And like, you're you're being what, a what, jerk, what, idiot, uh, disingenuous right. person if you think that I have think that about disabled people. Don't pretend right. that you think I think that. I'm not, I just don't right. accept that. So whether yeah. we disagree about how language can be used, that's fine. And if there's a certain people that, I mean, if you want to remove everything from every list that anybody could be offended by, you'd be left with nothing. And so yeah. I'm going to let that, I'll just, that's what I'm, if you think I'm a horrible person for having this point of view, fine. But you can't pretend like I think something I don't think. You, you just can't right. do that. I mean, that's, but that's just happened, you being I don't dishonest. know if it's a human condition or what, but I'm going I'm to start this saying right now. Somebody probably already created this, but. Don't just hate, educate. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> there you go. Don't just hate, educate. I see it everywhere. We see it in the uh, the BC clubbers will get riled up and just mad as hell at each other about stuff. I see it all. I mean, obviously, it's the number one worst thing about social media. Does nobody catch on? The worst thing about social media is when you take a high horse and make try to just make somebody else look bad. Like, I, I've done it, too. It, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not immune to this. Yeah. I, I'll say something terrible to a troll that might have just been doing a, a small comment or whatever. <laughs> might be i don't know what it is though it's like some kind of form of justice or shutting somebody down it's just like the cut down contest Childish in high school is all it is i just it, think it really language, is immature and i, I, I think, think that language, that, language is so it's such a neat thing like imagine this conversation five years ago when toby just said i mean i'll talk that way to a troll like but they'd be like what right. in the hell is yeah. he talking but language about? is all we got and it's really important i mean it's just super important it's I not agree. the best i mean we maybe we'll have better technology for communicating but it's all we've got right now so don't ruin it oh you see an arrival oh I mean, god so <laughs> hey, well let, so let me I uh, that movie, i'll say i'll give you another thing here that makes people think i'm a bad guy but it I'm just trying to say the truth now. Let me give you, uh, I want to tell you about uh, something, a really good idea, something that that I do, and that is send flowers to my wife. Uh, I think that's about the only person I send flowers to, but I do send flowers to her from time to time. And I have, uh, uh, the last ones I got her were from Pro Flowers. Now, Pro Flowers is awesome. Uh, But I have a confession to make that sometimes I've even, I, Flowers basically are just a great thing is what I'm saying. My wife appreciates them. Lots of people do. I appreciate them when they're around the house. And it's not the kind of thing you need to cram into Valentine's Day and a birthday, even though that's okay. I'm telling you, there's a lot of power in flowers at a random time. It doesn't cost that much. It's a good thing to do. And here's my confession that makes me look bad. I have 
And no, look, nobody else has done this. Trust me. Nobody else in my band has Just done you, this. Carter. Just me. Nobody else. And if I if anybody else did, I wouldn't tell tell on them. I've I've had I've just I've said a word or two before to a tour manager. Hey, make sure my wife gets some flowers. <laughs> and it's just a simple thing that I said and got executed, and my wife loves it. And that's the kind of thing that it's just a thought. And I just think that's a it's a tip. And that may either makes me a shitty husband or a good one. I don't know which. But just the fact that I even did that, I credit myself and I credit Pro Flowers, and it's a good thing. So I'm just telling people. That- I, on a side note, there when Matt said that, Matt was the one to say it to our tour manager, and then you heard. Make it two. Make it three. Make it, three. <laughs> Make it four. All the rest of the guys. We had our tour manager send all of our wives flowers. <laughs> you, you can, and it worked. Well, it's my, awesome. My point there is you can automate affection. It's possible to do. but uh, And you can do it through Pro Flowers. So let me tell you about this company. Uh, there's great. And they have a uh, – they, they I'm sorry. I lost my spot here. But they, they have bouquets. They're guaranteed for seven days to be fresh or your money back. They have a quality check, a seven-step quality check that makes the flowers awesome. The ones that we got recently were beautiful. My daughter loved them. Makes everybody happy. Website's easy to use. Scheduled delivery ahead of time. For two months from now, schedule it. You'll thank yourself. You will be happy that you did it. Uh, it's a no-brainer gift for something like a birthday or anniversary. But I say do it just for Thursday. Just do it on a, on a Monday. Um, do your favor, do yourself a favor and help the show out and help your marriage out, help your relationship out, send them to your boss. <laughs> uh, I know I know you've got something coming up that, that makes sense for this. And right now you can get $10 off your purchase of $29 or more at Pro Flowers. So that's quite good for flowers, especially delivered, especially these. Uh, but this deal definitely won't last long. So $10 off your purchase of $29 or more at Pro Flowers. Just go to proflowers.com and enter the code BADCHRISTIAN at checkout to get the special deal. Proflowers.com, promo code BADCHRISTIAN. Okay. I love that helping our podcast came before helping marriages, and I 100% yeah, well, agree yeah, with That's you. the order. Let me I've tell you something. Now, Joey is frozen I, again here, so I don't know. He probably frozen? can hear us. If so, hang up and call us back again, Joey. But Why, uh, when Joey gets frozen, you. it always looks so creepy. Like, his picture, I know that some people are just listening right now, but when Joey's video gets frozen, he always, every, <laughs> he always looks like a serial killer. Well... <laughs> Joey, how often have you, how often have you been uh, like uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? How how long have people miss miss uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, saw you and thought you were a serial killer? Like they were Not like, much. hey, I've like, seen a serial couple times a week. Okay, yeah. People thought you were a serial killer, and then you said, "I'm a pastor." Yeah. Yep. Yep. So uh, on Facebook the other day, I knew this would happen, and it happened. We had a Mars Hill episode a couple of episodes ago. Someone that worked in Mars Hill was there since day one. Someone that Matt knows well. May I pull, may I may I correct something right there, just real quick? I, yeah. the, part of the problem with some of this stuff is when we maybe over label or call something a Mars Hill episode. That that's not yeah. So I think that may get people to the point where they're irritated or say, "Where you're beating a dead horse." That makes sense. We're just talking about our experience with somebody who has been in the church system, who had a great story that we happen to know. It happened to be at that church, but these things are common everywhere, and without a doubt, we're going to talk about Mars Hill a ton forever. Now, it doesn't have to be about Driscoll and Mars Hill. We could leave those things out of it. They would still be the very meat of the show, which is what happens in power structures and churches yeah, totally. and as right. things change and people's experience. So just I to agree 100%. That. So some, someone, I, I knew this stuff would happen, but I just, this, this one took the cake and I was super surprised. So his statement was something along the lines of, leave Driscoll alone. 
Leave this whole thing alone. Obviously, he's doing ministry now, and it's going well. God has opened these doors. And I was like, you have just got to be kidding me that someone thinks open doors just because Driscoll is doing something. So I thought to myself, okay, I guess God opened doors for terrorists to fly into buildings 9-11. I guess God opened doors for Catholic priests who were going to go after kids. You know, God opened those doors. God opens the doors for people to go to Krispy Kreme and, and get fat and do a bunch of stuff. I mean, it's just crazy. So I mean, I, maybe this person is hardcore Calvinist. And if so, that would make yeah. sense then. Hey, don't, you know, but but then let's just be lax about everything. But I just, that sort of philosophy is dangerous. Very dangerous. It's extremely dangerous. It, it makes no sense. Yeah, because basically what you're saying, I mean, so you mean to tell me that every single person that acquires some form of power or a following, God opened those doors? Well, like, he, he would probably he would probably clarify, but this won't get him off the hook. So if, if I'm him, listen, you'll go, no, 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 I don't think that about any of those things. But if it's for God, and if the person's for the gospel and the doors are open, then yes. But that simply opens the door to anybody that claims that and assumes or is able to acquire any power is therefore beyond scrutiny and that is the most dangerous idea in the world if you claim and because you can't know somebody's heart right okay got it so if you claim you're doing something for god and you're rising to power more and more then therefore you're justified and you know what that and, sounds exactly like is right. uh nietzsche's will to power it just means if you can take yeah. it you deserve it that, right. and this, you're justified I mean, exactly. in the fact that you have the power justifies the fact that you have the power that is one of the most dangerous ideas there is. So this basically fuels the mentality and the practice of Christian leaders are untouchable. And if right, you exactly. say something derogatory about them, you're, you you're are bad. anti-kingdom. Yeah, and you're and, and, and even worse because the more you're the less the power church. you have, the more criticizable you are. Then the more the more power you have, the less criticizable you are. Is that the dynamic we want? If <laughs> like the lower you are on the rung, then then you're the bad guy. If you have anything to complain about or say or suggest or whatever, and if, the I only mean, way we, that this ever changes is with not my voice, and I have more power to oppose the other power. That's the that's the the bad stuff. As opposed to eventually, all the the uh, peasants in in France rose up from Louis the Sixteenth. They said, "Fuck it, well, here we go. We can't take it anymore." And that's you know, but that's the, that's the dynamic peasant king. What are you trying to do? Yeah, my, my, my thing is what we can continue to try and pound into people's brains is why do you give – and we're, let's just uh, simplify this into the uh, Christian world or just how about the evangelical world even. We'll even go smaller. Why do we give pastors the benefit of the doubt that if if they have a bunch of numbers, that means God is behind them? Mm -hmm. Like, that's what I don't understand. Why right. do we always just do that? Like, why do we just say, hey, they're untouchable, they're un uncriticizable? Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's really frustrating that you can't criticize a pastor because he's doing the Lord's will and yeah. you aren't. The reason you're not doing the Lord's will is because you don't have a thousand people at the campus right. or, or what? Like, yeah. is the... Are we really saying God's will is played out by how many butts are in seats at the church? Is that right. what we're is that is that what we reduce God to? And plus, it's we never know in the Bible. Are... That's not in the Bible. Mm -hmm. plus, I, I, that, I mean, yeah. God, Jesus warred against those people. 
People just coming to the temple, saying things and doing things, and just not having this fake Christianity and this fake faith that was just about a system or money or whatever it might be. And that's where we're at. And that, and we're doing a disservice. We're dishonoring our pastors by not criticizing them more or being real with them. Yeah. I mean, they're they're wise and they're smart. Like Perry Noble, amazing preacher. He can preach his ass off. Dude has a skill unbelievable. Nobody called him out until it got too bad. And now he's in this weird thing where he can't even do something that he does have a gift for. Like, Or he, if he does, it's not, it's not weird. healthy yeah, or it just good. It's weird. But so think about really this way. Especially if it's all about those numbers and those things. If those are validation, well, guess what? You know how what, what wrong turn that takes immediately? I'll tell you a very concrete example. If... Success is validation for your agenda in the first place. Well, now all you got to do is fudge the numbers, and and then it gives you even more. So, is every incentive for dishonesty? Example: uh, buying your way onto the New York Times bestseller list. Yeah. Okay. So, in that guy's world, it's like, well, so and so, pastor. Well, Driscoll did this. I think Perry Nobles is alleged to have done it, and you can only imagine everybody does it. Uh, and as a musician, I'm always tempted and try to round up and exaggerate if I could have sound, my sound scan numbers to be up. That's part of human nature, understood. But that's the why that happens because you can say, well, we were we're validated by the fact that we were on the New York Times bestseller list. That's why we spent the congregation's money, bought the books, paid for them ourselves just to get the right numbers, just to be included on this list. And so, if you're if if that's the the territory we're in, which it is, everybody, this right. is the world we live in. This is what churches are doing because they're capitalizing on the mentality of that gentleman that messaged you that says. Well, see, it's working, so who are you to oppose it? Give it even more momentum. So now right. cheating is incentivized and rewarded. Same with proclaiming your numbers and how we're the third largest growing, blah, 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 whatever this is. That, all that stuff is, is, right. is a big problem because it incentivizes dishonesty for credibility for, uh, and justification for what it is that you're trying to do in, and way worse than other businesses because you're actually kind of pimping out the gospel and stuff to, for that. Like, yeah, and, and it's it's kind of like the the iceberg analogy too. Is everybody's looking at the the public eye the uh, of the person? They're seeing them on stage. They're seeing the people come on Sunday mornings. They're seeing just a snippet, failing to realize there's so much stuff going on behind the scenes that nobody gets to see. And so, my question to this person is. Would you retract your statement if you found out that when you made the statement, Driscoll, and I could almost guarantee he's not doing this, by the way, but if Driscoll was cheating on his wife, would you then say, oh, I was mistaken, obviously uh, God did not open those doors? Because if, if you would then change your mind, then you have to face the facts that what you're saying right now is doesn't make any sense yeah. philosophically. Right. You're, you're rewarding hiddenness and cheating. But that mentality rewards all kind of b- very bad, dangerous behaviors is the point. Yeah. This, is, this makes me want to do like a, a hashtag thing. Like, you know how people, and I'm, I'm taking it here. Just I, probably, I know this isn't exactly what we're talking about, but like when I hear this stuff, like just the, the idea that, at least in the evangelical Christian world, but maybe in a lot of the Christian world, that pastors can be hidden and that that they can be above reproach by not explaining or being transparent, really. Mm-hmm. It makes me want to do like, you know how people are getting so upset that Donald Trump won't show his tax returns? I want to see all mega pastors' tax returns. <laughs> oh, do, uh, let's, let's do a hashtag tax return mega pastor, mega pastor tax returns. Hashtag mega pastor 
tax returns. Show them. I want to see them. Let's just put them out That's there. That's a good idea. That way, that'll be above reproach. Why, why in the world wouldn't you see more? Maybe they're out there. I don't know. If somebody can find them, send them to me, just so, just so we're above reproach. What what do you what right. is the, what what's hidden like Let's get it all out there. Like what are you doing? Like I I would love it if if a year or two ago Perry Noble just said, Hey, yeah, I have some drinks and sometimes maybe I I get this. That's what I'm going through. I'm just letting y'all know. As you know what I mean, like or, or something. Like let's just let's really this transparency thing that everybody's so on board with is not true unless we actually really do it. So hashtag Mega Pastor Tax Return. <laughs> I want let's get that let's get that popular. I want that out there. Hashtag Mega Pastor Tax Return. Let's see them all. I want to see everybody's tax return so we can actually be above reproach and we can start right there. We'll just start with salary. If, if the demand and, uh, was uh, that's not going to catch on, Toby. But I like the sentiment and maybe it will. <laughs> <laughs> but if it did, it would change everything. If, if it just, yeah. if it was like, yeah, we're 94% of your congregation loves you and supports you and demands to see your tax return. If that happened, right. it would happen. It's, and Why it would be every bad. presidential candidate right. until Donald Trump show it, but not our mega pastor? Well, what I'm saying is people do not understand the power they have collectively. They just don't get it. Because right. I'm telling you, if 94% of people, and I've been through this before in a, a collapsed megachurch that I was totally bought into. So I, I, I kind of see it. But if 94% of people or even 75% of people that were loyal at a church, loved their pastor, demanded a certain thing, it wouldn't even be seen as bad. It'd just be like, oh, the, the pastor would be eager to figure out how to, to you know, go along with it or appease it or, or like, oh, I mean, it just would, it would be the way it was. Now, if you have one brave person out of a congregation of a thousand who says, I want to see the tax return. I'm not trying to be bad. I just want to. That person will be spun as a low power person trying to cause trouble. And that, that whole dynamic will get going of if right. it's three people, then they're a problem. Right. So you only have the power if it's everybody. Otherwise, people like Stephanie Drury or us get labeled as, oh, we're, those are the bad people out there trying to hurt the good people. Because it's a fringe. But if you have an audience like we do, and you can say whatever you want to like we do, or if you can work together, and that's all we're here to do is try to get people to maybe work together collectively and not be scared, that then we can, you know, that we, we're proving that. that. I mean, you can impact change. I mean, you get a story about us on NPR, and it's not, again, it's not about us. I'm not seeking more power to oppose the powerful person one-on-one. On one. That's a lie. That's what politics are. The power is in everybody together anyway. Let's get another mega church pastor on and ask why, like, why wouldn't you show your tax records? They're not coming on here. Okay, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. So why don't we just start with this? We'll be glad to have on all the pastors that do. And we will thank them. Instead of just saying demanding yeah. the, on the witch hunt for the, the, the other guys, why don't we, maybe we can start just highlight people that do. Because there are plenty of pastors that I'm sure are willing to. So right. let's just highlight. Let's start by highlighting that, and then maybe that'll put pressure on everybody else. I don't know. I don't know. Just idea. It's a good. It's Toby's idea. I like it. I'm gonna make this thing the most viral thing ever <laughs> in the history of the world. <laughs> Whatever I have to do, if I have to rob, steal, terrible, nasty things, I'm going to you do had, it. You would uh, buy your way onto the hashtag top ten, like the New York Times bestseller yep. list. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna work my. I'm gonna infiltrate a mega church and get it. <laughs> well, that's where, you know, we don't like riots and we think leaking and tattling right. are bad things. But when pressures, when things get bad enough, it's inevitable that communities will riot and leaks will happen. And, th you know, that, so 
you know, well, eventually it'll how be about leaked. This? I mean, let, let, let me even say this. Like we, like Joey hasn't said his income from the, he, he's a pastor and Joey hasn't said it. Now here's why. And I think this is, this is valid. Joey says he can't do it because nobody else does it. And what if it would cause controversy within the church that what if Joey made $10,000 less than another campus pastor or whatever. Right. But here's the problem with that. From the top down, it starts this whole thing where nobody right. can talk about it. Right. So yeah. Joey's in a position now where nobody can talk about their salary because it might it, it, it could hurt somebody. It could hurt the church. It's in a bad shape because the church is so hidden yeah. that even in a great church saying. like we worked at, nobody can even say anything. You can't would, say how much you make right. because, it, uh, oh, really? Uh, that's not fair. It's or just, or the, yeah. I didn't make that much. Or what? why is that part? Like it's not it's, – it's really unfortunate. And, yeah, and this right. happens in the real world too, but why in our churches? But it's, these, it's stigma money and financial conversations to the benefit of those in power. That's what it is. They say in the workplace, if everybody revealed how much they made, they would everybody would have way more power versus their corporate boss. But Dang, they don't really because they, they, like believe the, they believe the lie that, well, yeah. I don't want to hurt. This could be bad. And I don't want to give away too much. And it's taboo to talk about money. And <laughs> imagine, all that imagine an office space where at the cubicle, everybody came in one day and they put on a piece of paper what their wage was. <laughs> well, think of how many people, awesome. think about, about all the poor people, like poor, not financially, people that are not good at negotiating, are not good with people, are right. not good at marching in the boss's office that saw, holy shit, that talker is getting this much. I'm, I know I'm worth that much. How am I getting underpaid? Because you're not good at asking for it and you didn't know that you were being underpaid because yep. you, you're yep. ha- right. an introvert that's not good at negotiating with your boss and the loud mouth down the right. hall is. Okay. Yeah. Is that good? Yeah. It's not, that's, not well, our, that's not the future. That's obviously, the, you know what I'm saying? That's clearly not the direction to head. But whatever. It's just, it's just it's lame and hidden. Why do you know how many how much minimum wage is and what people make at all these fast food restaurants or whatever? You know, everybody. How do I know what Aaron Rodgers, my favorite quarterback in the NFL, makes? But I don't know the pastor of the church what he makes that I went to last weekend. Like, what in the world kind of weird thing is that? Yeah, like, I, what, yeah. What, what, unless it's either bad and that pastor's making way too much and feels guilty about it. Or it's not bad, and it's just stupid, and you need to stand up. Like, like let's let's start with just income. Yeah. Let's don't let you know you can have the house, you can have all this stuff. Just let's just start with income. Yeah. Let's be above reproach and say this is how much a mega pastor makes. Yeah, I would say it, it, in the broadest mega sense. pastor tax return hashtag. <laughs> I would say it, in, in the broadest sense, um, you just the mistake people keep making is you your ally is not the person in power. That doesn't mean they're your enemy, but your ally are your, right. the other people like you. Those are the people on your team, Democrat, Republican, this and that, whatever. The people in power, I'm not saying they're your enemies, they're all bad, that's not true, but they're not, They're your, your ally, the people like you, are just the other people like you. So there's no reason to right. jump to defend and help the people that already have more power. Getting their back is just... It's, you know, they're not always wrong or evil either. I'm just saying that that's that just that's a goofy thing. It's like a evolutionary thing. It's like pile on with the power versus stay. You know, it just it's, a, it's something goofy about that. Well, right. the following people, me, the following people support Toby's decision, new endeavor, because they joined the BC Club, and that oh, is yeah. Adam Gamblin, Jonathan Maples, Ashley Howie, James Lott, Jesse Curran, Eric Sackmer, Clay Sailor the second. Jack Han Houghton, Andrew Sherrick, Dustin Foree, Josh Crabb, Brandon Julian, Jason Wild, Tony Rosequest, and Andre 
Marin Solis. Those are some mm-hmm. cool names, man. But yeah, you're getting you, better at reading names too. Like you've been working oh, on your phonetics dude, or something. You just ha- you you, ju- you just have to go with confidence. If if there's a name <laughs> that you're gonna stumble on, just say it like you know exactly how it's pronounced. But Amen. Anyway, Amen. if you're hearing this episode for if you're hearing this podcast for the first time, maybe you're one of those transfer NPR listeners that heard Toby uh, on NPR. BC Thank Club you. is is just a way for people to actually say, hey, this podcast is for free, but it means something to me, and so I want to be a part of this community. You can go to thebcclub.com. And uh, yeah, one of the one of the highlights for a lot of people is the Facebook community that they have. And mm-hmm. gosh, there must be a dozen spinoff groups now. You've got the BC No Girls Allowed locker room all the way to BC Raps. But yeah, awesome that club stuff. We'll that club Facebook that page is doing so well. It's starting to make right. me feel scared and insecure, like I do in my own household when I've been on the road for two weeks. And then I come home and everything in my house is organized and clean and neat and everything seems to be running super smooth without me. That club's without the same you. way. Yeah. Like it's, it, <laughs> it, it, They're having a good time and it's real. And even if I'm not there, I don't even know if they need me. It's a community. So if I, even yeah. if I'm not posting or hadn't been on a while, it's not, it's not about us over there. It's just a community where people get along well yeah. and we seem to yeah. not be needed. Is but it is right. interesting. <laughs> it, yeah. We got we got to wrap this up in a second, but it is interesting, Matt, that we we were all talking about how some people say, well, you're just talking a lot of stuff and you're not really you know doing anything about it, and it and it hit me, you know, maybe first of all, I don't care. I think talking about it is there's actually value in that. But Duh. back in the day, hey, you could you could make that observation, but now you have Toby who's doing the real man experience, which true man, the true man, true man experience, true man oh, experience. Man. Come on, where did they email? Where did they email Toby? Yeah, I'm, well, I'm actually, thank you for bringing that up. The True Man Experience, the next four dates are April 6th through April 9th, and it's Indianapolis, Grand Rapids, Chicago, and St. Louis. It's filling up quick. So, uh, yeah, email me at tobybadchristian at gmail.com. And, and then make sure y'all good. visit the church that Joey works at. It's Ocean Spray something or another fellowship. I yeah, know. yeah, Ocean Spray <laughs> Fellowship. No, what, what I was going to say is, we, I mean, we've started a house church on Sunday nights that no. basically takes a lot of the stuff that we're saying and, and and carries it out, and uh, and then you have, like Matt said, the Facebook community. There's real stuff going on there. So, um, yeah, f everybody that wants to say we're, stuff. We're trying to do more and more. Yeah, join the BC Club, and we can do more and more. Yeah, we got some really sure. good things that we're going to do. But I'll never. But we're back never going to let you guys know to- how much money how much money we yeah. take from the BC club. That's off limits. You're not getting that information. That's right. no yeah, yeah. I would never show my tax return. The, uh, <laughs> I'll never back down on the notion that identifying the problem verbally is not step one. You know, right. like letting that people understand it and calling it out and understanding it is always going to be step one before you can solve a problem. And right. obviously that's where we're at. I mean, we're not even close to having exposed, not us, just culture in general. We're just now getting going with like, wow, you can learn stuff. You can understand stuff. You can share information. We're just getting going. And step one's always going to be discussion, talking about it, verbalizing it, identifying oh, it. Yeah. And then the good news is we don't need strongman leader to now go fix it. That's what I'm telling you people. You don't need me to go fix it. You need everybody to have this top of mind and the solutions will emerge. That's how it'll get fixed. It'll emerge from people having truth and information and knowledge. You don't need a hero with more power to fix the person, the other person in power while they're out of whack. That's goofy. Anyway, I'll tell you what's not goofy. We getting out of here? 
Oh, I thought we were. I thought Joey was shutting us down. I thought I thought we were done for the day. I thought Can't we were out be of done until we do one news story. Can't. Wow. In a world where we can, we don't have to do pet- it on air, but you have to give me one. Well, we can it, shut the show it, down, it, but I still want to hear a news. Story. You you still want the news? In a world where uh, your friend, your pastor friend, basically fooled you into thinking you weren't going to be able to do your segment, and it just feels kind of rotten. And you <laughs> might just go ahead and tell everybody how much he makes a year. <laughs> My name's Toby Morell, and this is the damn. <laughs> Hey, can I blackmail you? Like, I, I can blackmail you, right? I could, sure. I could say, hey, if you don't give me, send me like a free ice cream from McDonald's, or I'm going to tell people how much you make a year. That's a funny thing. <laughs> That's very funny. But here's what's funny about that is anybody can figure out how much Joey makes. I mean, it's not hard to see where he lives and the car he drives, and unless he's sitting on a million dollars that he can't spend. I mean, it's not hard to see people at Joey's level what they make. You could, everybody out there can guess. You'll be close. Trust me. Now, yep, but right. that's the ones we shut down because the ones you can't guess. That's the ones that you got to. Pre- you have to make sure these right. guys don't reveal to, to protect the people that you really can't exactly. you can't guess. So this is a smoke screen of who cares if Joey I mean, come on. There's nobody out there that cannot guess within twenty five percent of what Joey makes. So what's the that's not even what we're that's talking a, that's about. That's a good truth. That's actually really true. Yeah, now, hey man, that's a good point. Do you think people can guess? Like, take the top five most famous mega pastors. No, nobody ha- could guess at all accurately. There's no wow. No, really because, Joey, Joey, do you think you could guess? Guess. Or like top five mega pastors no, in, I, I in, actually, in America. I do you think? not. Uh, no, you have to I go think, by percent. You think wow, you can get within twenty percent? I mean, like, well, and, I'm just and, saying, and, and wow, it's way I, more complicated I, when you talk about the stipends yeah, yeah. and the benefits and the great, book deal and no, the trust they crazy. have for their kids. There's a million tricks out there that you could never once, calculate. Or, once or you know. get, it's not even about get, salary. Once you get at the level of like a Stephen Furtick, I guarantee if you take two of them on top of the pastor chain of finances. Easily, there could be a two hundred thousand dollars swing. Easily, oh, wow. there could be millions. Um, let's just say if they made two million dollars and you found out it was four million dollars, you'd have crazy. been a hundred percent wrong. You'd been off by a factor of fifty percent or hundred percent. Yeah. So you don't have any no idea telling. when you're up in the big stuff. Nor can you calculate all the side deals, trust, book funds, all these other things. You can't. There's no way. Yeah. At the high level, but to, to act like we have to be private about all of us who make fifty thousand dollars a year. That's that's a right. joke. Yeah. Well, that's a You're joke. Right. Who cares what we make? Hashtag yeah. mega pastors tax returns. Hashtag <laughs> mega pastors tax returns. All right, I got one news story for you guys. This comes from The Verge, and I, and this is going back to our privacy stuff. I thought this was – I don't know what I think about this, so let's see what you guys think. U.S. Senate votes to let Internet providers share your web browsing history without permission. The U.S. Senate uh, has voted to overturn consumer-friendly Internet privacy rules that would have prevented Internet providers from sharing your web browsing history without permission. The privacy rules passed last year by the FCC required Internet providers like Comcast, Verizon, and AT&T to get each customer's permission before sharing personal information like which websites they visit. But internet providers want to be able to sell that data and use it to target ads. So they've been vocal about opposing the rules since uh, around the time President Trump took office. This vote uses the Congressional Review Act, which lets Congress strike down recently passed rules by federal agencies to block the FCC's action. It now heads to the House, where it'll need another vote before the rules are wiped out. So basically, they want to know... In the name of advertising and sales and making, you know, the almighty dollar, they want to be able to tell people what you look at. Mm-hmm. They want to know Matt Carter yeah. well, goes goes to Amazon. He goes to GiantGazongas.com, Joey <laughs> Spenson. 
<laughs> Naughtypastors.com. All this stuff. They want to know. They want to know where you go. <laughs> well, this is what we bought now, hold on, into. Real quick, wait, real quick before I get into this. Does everybody immediately think porn when their privacy is... Like, if, if there wasn't porn websites, everybody, ah, look whatever you want. Yeah. Seriously. I don't give a shit. What, I, I, oh, well, there's a lot I was of, on yeah. Pinterest. Oh, no. They saw... It's only porn, right? Isn't that the only thing anybody cares about, that they, that people know you look at porn? But everybody knows that you look at porn. The numbers, <laughs> the statistics are unbelievable. Yeah, well, that's what they're saying. If you could just reverse it where everybody is, the data's out there. on The, the, tra- the transparency thing will be interesting because if, if you just, if all political candidates, you knew they all had smoked pot and looked at this website and had one prostitute each in, when they were 30, right. then maybe it wouldn't be, it just, maybe it wouldn't be as big of a deal or it'd be better, yeah. but... I don't know, but the the whole problem here is we've entered into this thing where we uh, we get a lot of shit for free, and it's amazing. And the cost of that is you are the product. Your information is sold to add, you right. know you, the, yeah. everything we like now that's is free, point. and we expect it to be free. And that's that thus is sold to advertising. So that makes you the product as in, as as how for instance. So Facebook does this worry you at all though? Does this concern yes. you at all? You, it does. Yeah, but it, it may change or it may not. I don't know. But the point is, I would say this. Again, if you support things directly, then that becomes the – if you support this podcast and pay for it, for instance, um, now we're we're doing an equal exchange here. I'm not leveraging yeah. you for to sell your data. Like It's unfortunately right. the case, if you've ever downloaded this podcast, that we have access to your webcam. It just pops up. We can get into it any time we want to. You know, it's fr- <laughs> The podcast is free, but Joey could pull up in your bedroom on your IMAX yeah. webcam anytime you want. That's the sacrifice you've made to get the podcast for free. <laughs> now, the, now, the only you good thing know is that, Joey, but, you know. yeah. Joey, Joey taps into like babies' <laughs> cameras, but he... Only to pray over them. Right. <laughs> but I'm just saying that's the slippery slope. So, of course, we don't have access to your webcam, but we use analytics and our numbers to tell a spot. Like, you know, so, for instance, we, we know that people, uh, there's a certain amount of people who probably are married and would want to send flowers to uh, their wife. Well, we know that's a big part of our demographic. Thus, Pro Flowers makes sense. They're a good company that I like. Right. And we know it fits our audience. And we, we collect that data just by... Uh, it's the simple stuff in podcast analytics. We know what percentage are male, for instance. That's that's basically right. all we know. And we know what geographic regions you're in. But that is true. But the more you – if you are paying for stuff, that can that could be a possible future where, of course, paid stuff could not have ads if it was funded enough. Paid things wouldn't need ads, which is one possibility, right. which is nice. But on the other hand, you remove that whole layer from it, and you could guarantee – like, for instance, if you paid – would you rather pay for your web browser – $10 a month or a dollar uh, an hour you were on the web browser and know that your information was kept private. Most people would still just yeah. choose free. Right. You're, we're okay yeah, yeah. with that, but you have to understand the, uh, the how you're able to have Google and everybody make unbelievable content for you for free. There, ha- there has to be a way to that that works, so you can't be ignorant to that. And there, there will be a limit to it, which is just going to be too creepy. At some point, we're all going to have to get involved and decide we want to pay for the stuff we want to do. And that's the only way to fix it, is willingness to pay and not be have you be the product and be sold. That means you have to pay for the things that you like. So that is a, probably the solution we'll need at some point as these types of things become more invasive. Cool. All right. Joe, you got anything? Are you worried at all about them knowing you're – browsing history or does that like uh i mean it just like no, I, 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 once again i just think it's just a number like i'm just one of a millions of millions and they go oh okay 40 percent look at pinterest 40 percent look at amazon what you know whatever it might be yeah i mean i'm not for that me, worried about it but are you worried about it for me it's as simple as 
I don't want to ever look at porn, but yeah. I know that just like most other people, I have been on porn sites. And so, sure, it would be very uncomfortable if I saw on Facebook, like on my timeline, that someone put all my history. That would be very uncomfortable. But I guess I'd be like, well, I was on those sites. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but yeah, yeah, and you've told people. Like right. that's the thing. That's just yeah. get it get out ahead get, of it. We're screw ups. We're not heroes. But right. the bad Christian dudes aren't heroes or good people. So you don't it, it, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? There's like, a lot know. of potential for this to go bad with more technology. Right. I mean, there's a there's a scenario in the future where everything is free, but your whole life is controlled by things learned about you like uh I mean just look at Netflix the way it chooses movies for you already. It does that because of right. data collected about you. Um and so it's almost telling you what your favorite things are and shaping based on it, the data it's collecting for and so you're losing a little right. bit of freedom there and there's a possible future where everything is free and you have very little choice like it's all filtered to the only the products go to you are ones that you would know about or like like you there's an amount of autonomy and privacy that's taken away of course the government I mean that 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 whole covert thing about them spying on us is scary yeah. in itself but even as a consumer there's a threshold to where you're only given the things to reinforce what it thinks about you anyway. That, 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 that goes a weird place eventually. That's what makes me mad about Netflix. Like, all my movie recommendations are like zombie prostitutes from Black Hole. But that, right. But that's what I'm saying. That, I don't get those. You get feelings. those. And it, it's probably smarter Sometimes than you. Sometimes I are. like other movies, though. But that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, a, it's not quite there yet. But I mean, basically, at some point in the future, you will lose the argument to the computer of what is your favorite uh, band. You'll say it's this, and they'll say no, it's not, and they'll be right. Netflix just keeps you know? recommending uh, the Passion of Christ, and uh, yeah, yeah. The, the, that's weird. When, when I was at Matt's house, I, I went on Netflix, and the recommendation was Anal Fury. It's like some kind of <laughs> like eighties karate movie. I don't know, or not. I don't know. I don't Mine's always it, like anyway. facing the giants and. <laughs> Bridget's all right. uh, is all these things about uh, it's like all these weird crime dramas about w like women that have killed their husband. It's <laughs> weird. It's just what she's into. I didn't. I never see her watching them, but when I go to her profile, those are the, what pops up. Right. Yeah, yeah, all right. Weird. Well, I'll close this Super out weird. here. Give Toby a little break. I got one. No, all I got right, one. Go ahead. You, you can God, do it next I week. I gotta save so. mine now. Mine's Hom amazing. Homies died in my arms with his brains hanging, fucked up. I had to tell him it was all right, and that's a lie. And he knew it when he shook and died. My God. That was by Tupac. We'll see you guys later. Thank you, guys. Hey, y'all leave us a review Amen. on iTunes, please. Keep in those charts. A five stars only. Amen. Live, you have to, but five stars on iTunes, please, baby. Thank you. You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, jabberjawmedia.com.